0: Good morning as the uh it's good to see everybody here. as the offering team comes let me um let me say a couple of things. This is this is the reason that we do this thing called church. It's not so that we have. A place to come together on Sunday morning to eat donuts, or if you get here early enough, apple fritters. <laughs> it's not so we can have activities and events, it's so that we can see God transform hearts and lives to his honor and his glory. And so, before we do the baptisms today, I was just thinking through the history of our church. And what's happened since we moved to this location from McCurdy's Comedy Theater, and, um, which was great, and we needed to be there. It was like we were a little bit wandering in the wilderness ourselves. And God has brought us to this place on Lockwood Ridge, and he just continues to impact hearts and lives, and we're just so thrilled by it. <clears throat> so let me tell you a little bit about what baptism is. A lot of people think it's magical, that it cleanses you, and it does not. The blood of Christ cleanses you. But let me tell you where baptism began, the very first Christian baptism. It's actually a very Jewish thing. It was exactly 50 days after Jesus has resurrected, And Jews from all over the known world are traveling to Jerusalem to celebrate Shavuot. That's one of the feasts, right? It was an important feast. It was a pilgrimage feast. In other words, for you to celebrate Shavuot, you had to travel from wherever you lived to Jerusalem, where the temple was, to celebrate. And it was a celebration of the very day that the Torah, God's word, was given to the people of God at Mount Sinai. That's what it celebrated. And to celebrate that, you had to come from where you lived to Jerusalem. And in Acts chapter 2, we see this story of people celebrating Shavuot 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. The travelers came from regions all over. And as a matter of fact, in Acts chapter 2, all the regions are listed where they came from. And get this, all of them from every region all spoke different languages. And they're all coming together with different languages to one place. It's kind of like for you Bible geeks, it's like a reverse Tower of Babel. Well, not kind of, it actually is. There's Parthian, Median, Persian languages, Aramaic, Greek, Egyptian, Arabic. And this pilgrimage was always made, you didn't just come like with you and your family, you came in a community, in a large group, and you always came with your rabbi from your local community, and all the rest of his followers came with you to make the trip. And you would do this because you understand like you would have in that first century as a Jewish devout Jewish follower, you would have tremendous affection for your rabbi. He was from your hometown. As a matter of fact, he spoke your language. So he was going to help you through your time in Jerusalem if you didn't know the language. He was your guide. He was your mentor. He was the one that taught you how to love Jehovah. And see this picture here. So before, once you arrive in Jerusalem, before you could go into the temple to worship, your rabbi would take you through a ritual cleansing service. So it was required that your rabbi who led you, he had to be, in fact, if if your rabbi was, if you were going to worship, your rabbi, first of all, could not be dead. He had to be alive. And he had to be in Jerusalem with you to perform this ritual cleansing. And you stepped in one of these are called mikvah pools. Okay, you see them? They all line up the southern base of the southern steps of the temple that enters into the temple. So you you have the southern steps of the temple at the bottom are all these mikvah pools. So that's what people are there for. They've made the long trip days, weeks, sometimes months to make this trip for Shavuot in Jerusalem with their whole synagogue and their rabbi. They're all there together. They all speak different languages. Well, that very same day, you know what was happening with the disciples and the apostles? The Holy Spirit filled them. And he gave them all the ability to speak all the foreign languages that were just listed. Galileans who had no education were speaking foreign languages they had never heard before. It was so that they could preach the gospel. So Jerusalem is filled with thousands of faithful, traveling Jews. And the apostles and the disciples greet them at the southern steps of the temple in their own languages. And there are two responses to this. Some people who had eyes to see and ears to hear that God was doing something, you know what they said? Wow, this is a miraculous thing. How can uneducated Galileans speak my language? They were stunned. Others, who did not have ears to hear, who did not have the gift of faith, they mocked the disciples. These guys must be drunk. Can I ask you a question? How many times have you seen someone get drunk and all of a sudden speak a language they don't know? (laughs) Doesn't happen. Those folks that thought they were drunk did not have ears ears to hear and eyes to see. So here's what's going on. There's a roar... Of all these different languages being spoken and it draws a massive crowd of Jews, Galileans, Persians, Arabic, all these different nationalities who speak all these tongues. They come together to see what in the world is this commotion, all these people speaking these languages, what's going on? And Peter, driven by the spirit of God, seizes the moment. And drawing from his own powerful experiences of walking and talking with Jesus, and remember what just happened like two months earlier, right? He denied Jesus three times. He's recovered from that. He's been restored. And he began to tell of the miracles he had witnessed and the mercy he had received and the things that Jesus had taught him. And he recounts with firsthand knowledge he and the other apostles had seen Jesus' life, his death, and his triumphant resurrection. And he passionately calls upon all those weary travelers who don't speak Peter's language, by the way. They're hearing Peter preach in their language. He's imploring them, recognize Jesus as Messiah and God and make him your new rabbi. It's the greatest sermon ever delivered in human church history, in my opinion. So you remember the mikvahs I just explained to you how that works? Watch what happens in Acts chapter 2, verse 37. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, the people listening, the travelers, those who did not speak Peter's language but could hear Peter preaching in their language. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and all the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter said, repent. Be baptized. Each of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you, your children, and all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord God calls to himself. With many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. And those who received his word were baptized were about 3,000 souls. So Peter's a complete stranger, filled with the Holy Spirit, convinces these traveling Jews who don't speak his language to abandon what they thought they knew about God. Right there. And convinces them to follow Jesus, be baptized right there in public in front of everyone, including, by the way, their earthly rabbi who had brought them to Jerusalem. (laughs) And that day, 3,000 people publicly declare themselves disciples of Rabbi Jesus. But the number isn't the miracle. Do You understand, like, the number's cool, but it's not the real miracle. Remember the requirement. Your rabbi... Before he could ritually cleanse you in the mikvah pools, he had to be alive and he had to be with you in Jerusalem. You know what their choice says? Their choice to be baptized in the name of Jesus was a public statement to anyone that says, I believe in the resurrection. They had not seen resurrected Jesus, but they believed because of the word of God and the power of his Holy Spirit. They traveled in the name of their earthly rabbi, but are baptized in the name of their new rabbi, Jesus, and it's a risky, profound, public statement that they're making, that they believe in the gospel and the resurrection of Jesus. They believe their new rabbi Jesus, this is, this is the incredible part, they, some of them had never even heard of Jesus. You understand that. They believe their new rabbi Jesus is alive and with them right now in Jerusalem through the power of the Holy That's what today is. We have people who have come to us from different places who have decided together to declare that Jesus is their rabbi. Today they are choosing to be baptized in the name of their rabbi Jesus, the same way the travelers in Acts chapter 2 did. We publicly declare we believe in the gospel. We declare we believe in the resurrection and we believe in the teaching of Jesus. We identify with the covenant community of God's people and we will follow the Lamb wherever He goes. So we have Jen, we have Joshua, we have Jessica, we got Brittany, we got Alara. We got Tara, we got Ava, we got Stephanie. You're declaring today that you've received the miraculous gift of faith in the power of Jesus Christ to redeem you from your sins. You're declaring your allegiance to the kingdom of God is your new identity and it is the highest priority in your, in your life for the rest of your time on earth. You're declaring that the people of God who also follow your rabbi Jesus are your new family and your home is among them. You're declaring that you will be obedient to what your Jesus has commanded and you will follow the lamb wherever he goes. Your baptism is also an expression of your love for us and has a profound impact on us as well as we watch. And we as your new Family, witness firsthand the power of the gospel and the transforming grace and mercy of God in your lives, and you allow us to see it. You're reminding us today, the day that we were transformed by the power of the gospel, that same grace, that same mercy that we received, you are telling us that you have received. And you're also inspiring others to follow those that are here, maybe coming from all around. I'm assuming most of you speak English. If not, and you're hearing something different, I'd like to know about it, okay? (laughs) That would be kind of cool. All right. You are inspiring others who maybe have not met Rabbi Jesus yet to follow him. They too can come to the cross for mercy and grace and transformation. So in effect, you are preaching a sermon yourself. Church family, today these precious followers of Jesus have chosen to bless us With their baptism. So, what do you say we get started? Where's my, uh, where's my water guy, Steve? Is he coming up? Excellent, excellent. Jen, you're first. Come on up. Come on over here. I'm going to put this right here so that I can make sure. My sister, have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? Yes. Do you declare to the people of God that you are part of their covenant family? Yes. Do you believe in the resurrection? Yes. Have you committed to follow the lamb wherever he goes? Yes. Then my sister, on the public profession of your faith... I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The old jinn has died, and the new one has risen in a glorious creation. Big Josh, let's go. My brother, have you put your faith and trust in Jesus and the cross? Do you believe in his resurrection? Are you ready to make a covenant commitment to this family? Are you willing to follow the lamb wherever he goes? And my brother, it is my distinct privilege on the public profession of your faith to baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The old Josh has been buried with Christ, the new one is raised in a glorious new creation. All right, Jessica, come on. I think they like you. (laughs) My dear sister, I'm so excited for you. Do you believe in the cross? Do you believe in the resurrection of Jesus? Do you believe he died for your sins? Yes, sir. Are you ready today to make a commitment to your new covenant family? Yes, sir. Are you ready to follow the lamb wherever he goes? And my sister, it is my pleasure, don't cry yet, can y'all wait for a minute? (sighs) To baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The old Jessica has died with Christ. The old Jessica has died with Christ. The new Jessica is raised in a glorious creation. Mm-hmm. Come on, Brittany. No water on the boot. Come on. You're good. Come on. I'm with you. I'm so proud of you. My sister, do you believe in Jesus and the cross? Do you believe in the resurrection, that he died for your sins? Yeah. Are you here today? Did he make a public commitment to your new covenant family? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to follow the lamb wherever he goes? Absolutely. It's a good one, ain't it? Then yeah. my sister, on the public profession of faith, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The... <laughs> The old Brittany has died with Christ, and the new one is raised in a glorious creation. Come on, Alora. You know, this is really some cool stuff. I mean, we're kind of flying through these, but isn't it amazing what God is doing in the hearts and lives of people? Yes. And, and we, get to, uh, we get to witness it right here on Mount Lockwood Ridge. Amen. <laughs> My sister, do you believe in the, in the gospel? Yes. Do you believe that Christ died and resurrected for your sins? Yes. Are you ready today to make a public commitment to your new covenant family? Yes, sir. Are you willing to follow the lamb wherever he goes? Yes. I know you are. <laughs> My dear sister, on the public profession of your faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Father. (laughs) And of the Son. (laughs) Here's a big one. And of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) The old Alara has died with Christ, and the new one is raised a glorious new creation. come on. Yeah. You guys get to read her Monday morning reflections, don't you? Yeah. yeah. See how I'm, you better spell check that bad boy. That's all I got to say. <laughs> My sister, do you believe in the gospel? Absolutely. Do you believe Jesus has died and resurrected for your sins? Yeah. Are you willing to make a covenant, a public commitment to your new covenant family? Are you ready to follow the lamb wherever he goes? Based on the public profession of your faith, I now baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The old Tara has died with Christ. The new one is raised a glorious new creation. Come on, sweet Ava. You're a rock star. I think they like you. I've had some great conversations with her. My dear sister, do you believe in the gospel? Yes. Do you believe Jesus died and resurrected for your sins? Are you ready to make a commitment to your covenant family yes. Then, on the public profession of your faith, I'm going to baptize you? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the old Ava has died with Christ and the new one was raised in a glorious resurrection. Stephanie. My dear sister, do you believe in the gospel? I do. Do you believe Jesus died and resurrected for your sins? Yes. Are you ready to make a public commitment to your new covenant family? Yes. And are you ready to follow the lamb wherever he goes? Absolutely. then based on the public profession of your faith, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The old Stephanie has died with Christ. The new one is raised in a glorious creation. Before we close today, I just want to say a couple of more things. This doesn't happen by random chance. It's a result of a church family who loves people wherever they are and carries them wherever they need to be. It's a church family that is relentlessly committed to preaching the real gospel of Jesus. It's a church family that comes alongside of people when they fall and are there to help them when they get up. So I just want to encourage you as we continue to do this. You know what you're doing when you see this happening? It is Jesus confirming that you are doing what he asked. You are following him wherever he goes. This is what revival looks like. In case you were wondering. Dear Jesus, we are overwhelmed by the grace you give us, being able to participate in powerful stories of redemption and restoration and transformation. Lord, we are so thankful that you give us the privilege of being involved in the lives of these precious that you have called Lord, I, I, I don't know. It's not very often I don't have much to say. <laughs> Thank you that the gospel is so powerful. Thank you that the gospel is so real. Thank you for confirming to us what Paul teaches us, that we are not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of salvation. It's not in programs It's not in buildings. It's in your gospel proclaimed by your people. Lord, please pray that you always keep us faithful to that calling. So we can have more days like this. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. We love you guys. Have a great week.